and welcome back to On Good Terms. My name is Eric, and I am On Good Terms with myself. Uh, um, oh shit, I'm clipping. Fuck. Fuck. Um, Elise couldn't make it today, unfortunately. She's busy with work, and, um, you know, there's so many coffees to make in a day. It's, um, anyways, I'm doing a solo episode. Today's Saturday, November 11th, 4.10 p.m. Um, so let's see what we got here. Also, I apologize for the episode not coming out last week. Entirely my fault. Nothing has ever been more my fault than this was. We recorded the episode, and I noticed like weird shit happening when I was recording. Like my CPU is my CPU is acting weird. It was like popping and lagging and shit. And then it just like stopped recording like half an hour, 35 minutes through. But I was like, oh fuck it. Let's just we'll just call that the episode. And I was like, okay, my CPU was lagging because I have so much, um, I have so little space left. So I went through and started deleting a bunch of old shit. And in the process of trying to fix the problem, I caused a problem by deleting the audio file from the episode. Um, audio file, audio file, pedophile. It's fun to make word connections. So yeah, I deleted the episode last week for which I apologize. And I also apologize on behalf of Elise for not making it for this week's recording. So you guys are probably going through some serious Elith withdrawals. Um, you haven't heard her precious voice in quite a few weeks. We were at a, I did see Elise last night. She came over to my domicile. We um, went to a concert at the Wells Fargo Center where the, uh, the 76ers in the Flyers play. Um, we saw 1975, Ratty Healy and the gang. We bought these tickets a while ago. I... She likes them. I love the 1975. And so I really wanted to get these tickets, but they were fucking expensive. It was like 90 bucks. And I got us like nosebleed, nosebleed. It's like my nose, as soon as we got to the seats, my nose, blood started gushing out of my nose. And it was so fucking awkward. I was wearing a white shirt and I had to hold my white shirt up to my nose and I ended up bleeding through it. And we're like on the very top of the nosebleeds too. So there's a bunch of people below us and they were all like soaked with blood. It was like the trailer of The Shining where the elevators open and blood gushes through. It was like that, but a 1975 concert. It was the bloodiest concert I've been to. Long story short, the seats were really high up and the concert starts and I'm like, I'm not vibing with this at all. Like, I can barely fucking see the guy, Matty Healy, on stage. He just looks like a little rat from this far away as opposed to, like, a medium-sized rat from closer up. And I'm like, this was not worth $90. It feels like I'm just watching, like, a live stream. It's like I'm, at, I'm just at a watching party of a 1975 show because I'm just watching it from the fucking, like, monitors, like the Jumbotron or whatever they have on the screen. Anyways, it's like... What's the fucking point of this? I've I've never been a one for like big arena shows or whatever. I don't see like big artists at you know stadiums and arenas. I prefer to see smaller artists at smaller venues where I can actually see them on stage without being like half a mile away and my making my nose bleed everywhere on account of the nosebleed seats. But the only other show that I've seen in recent memory from nosebleeds and like an arena was the grateful dead like dead and co but that's it's like yeah i can't see them but the vibes carried you know and that's a show where vibes be carrying this is a show where i was there was like 20 percent of guys 80 percent girls 
every single guy there, including me, was wearing a denim jacket. Every girl there was wearing black jeans with some sort of shirt and maybe even a bra underneath for many of them. Um, but uh, like the vibes weren't there. Maddie Healy obviously didn't want to be playing. I don't blame him, honestly. I was talking to Elise about it during the show because we just talked through the whole show because I was like, this doesn't, I don't care about this. Um, if you're that big of an artist and you're touring these huge arenas, I mean, he's probably making like probably close to like a hundred grand a show, you know, like this is fueling his lifestyle and whatnot. So she, what she's saying is you could at least act like you want to be there. Which I get, but in my point of view, it's kind of, you're already fucking here. People are going to pay to see you and fill up these arenas regardless of if you look fucking miserable or not. So, who gives a shit? Let the people come. Let them enjoy your bad posture and slouching on stage. He was a big sloucher. Not good posture. He didn't smile at all. Wasn't cracking any of his classic jokes. Yeah, in general, bummer experience. But honestly, if I were a huge fucking tour musician, like shout out to Taylor Swift for actually going out and putting like a show on in like 30 cities in one month. If I were a large musician like that, I'd get on stage completely half-assed my way through, probably do like a 30-minute set. It would be like a podcast show. Like that would be the length of it. And then I'd just fucking walk off and be like, all right, y'all are going to fucking pay and buy my merch regardless, so I don't give a shit. Maybe that's why I'm not a large touring musician. Anyways, I posted on Instagram. It was a good show. Once I drank like one of those really tall Bud Lights that you buy for $20 at the at stadiums. And once I had that and a half of Elise's, which is probably equivalent to like three and a half, four beers, then I started to enjoy the show a little more. So that's the secret. If you're going to a concert, you got to be drunk. In general, I have to be drunk. I, I've gotten to the point where it's like, oh, socializing let me get drunk before like anything it's like oh i'm not going to enjoy i think ugh, this probably isn't good but i enjoy very few things sober anymore like yeah booling with the boys just hanging out fuck yeah i'll do that sober any day of the week i love the boys i love hanging with the boys but booling with like a group of people who i'm like not boys with but still friends with i gotta be drunk going out to any restaurant or bar 100 percent gotta be drunk going to any sort of live music thing gotta be drunk Going to any sort of sporting event, got to be drunk. Going to any sort of workplace, got to be drunk. Going to any sort of school, got to be drunk and armed. Um, in general, I don't even think I like live music, which is kind of funny because I played live music pretty cons. I've played probably over 100 live shows over six years. I mean, definitely way over 100 at this point. And I get pissed when people in the audience like show up late or aren't into it. Meanwhile, I fucking hate live music. I don't like the fucking noise. I don't, I just, I'd much rather sit and listen to it on my good headphones in my studio while drunk, obviously. So I do have a lot of concerts coming up and seeing the Hotelier and Fox sing on Wednesday, a Grateful Dead tribute band show, which is the biggest must be drunk show ever any sort of fucking jam band it's like if you're going to that sober you're a psycho the jam band audience is just like the most annoying fucking 20 year olds the most deadbeat 60 year olds and then the richest 60 year olds 56 year olds like guys who were ceos of a pharmaceutical company but just really fucking like the grateful dead i think they're the ones that go sober um Dude, any young person at like a jam band show 
is the worst person ever like the most annoying fucking person ever they're all just like oh yeah vibes they smile they hug they dance like now that i'm talking about it i feel like if i were in the 60s i'd like to think like yeah i'd be a hippie i'm like you know i'm all for peace and love and drugs and sex and shit like that but I, realistically if i were in the 60s 70s like hippie era i would fucking hate hippies i'd probably be like a mccarthy guy I'd, I'd try to get them sentenced to death for living in communals and supporting communist ideologies. Because I fucking can't stand anyone who acts like a hippie now or just any young person who's into jam bands and smiles and dances and hugs people. And Man, I'm really like a fucking Grinch. This is just... I shouldn't be allowed to do these fucking solo episodes. Just hear myself talking out loud. It's like, I'm not someone I'd want to listen to. I'm not someone that I'd want to hang out and be friends with. I seem miserable. I talk about how I need to be drunk to enjoy anything. Maybe I am miserable. Anyways, I posted on Instagram asking for things to talk about. Not expecting any responses, but I did get one response. So thanks for that, someone said. I said, what should I talk about in today's episode? And they said power tools, which is honestly the worst thing for me to talk about because I don't use power tools. I don't use any tools. My biggest, I try, anyone who knows me or listens to the podcast knows that I'm somewhat of a man's man, a toxic masculine king, but something that I've never been able to get the hang of anything with my hands. I can't build shit. I can't put shit together. I can't fix shit. I can't repair. I just said two synonyms in a row. Um... So I don't have much experience with power tools. I can't even uh, I can't even put together like a fucking bookshelf from Ikea. Not that that would require power tools. The extent of my tool use is like an Allen wrench. If they had a power Allen wrench, then I'd... I love the idea of power tools. I love I like going to Home Depot and I go to the power tools aisle and I stand with my hands on my hips and I go, oh, look at this baby. And I like pat like a electronic screwdriver drill. That's what they're called. See, I know my shit. And I'm like, oh, yeah, look at this baby. I bet you could. Uh, I look at the guy next to me and I'm like, if only my life, my if only my stupid fucking bitch wife would let me drill her as much as I'm going to drill this wall. That's what people do. Drills, they drill walls. And he goes, yeah, yeah, my wife doesn't talk to me either. And I say, yeah, let's let's go to the Home Depot bathroom and have sex with each other. Home Depot is the best place to meet closeted gay men because it's just a bunch of guys who are like, oh, yeah, wife, I need to go to the hardware store. There's a leak in the wall or some shit. And they go to the fucking store and it's like, thank God I'm away from my bitch wife who I'm not attracted to because I like I like cock. And then you meet you meet like minded men and you're actually allowed to go into the Home Depot break room and bang dudes. Because it, it's usually just some like old like widower veterans sitting in there and he doesn't care and they let you just like bang on the table and shit it's pretty wicked i've heard i've heard i haven't i haven't gone and done it but for all this listen this is a queer podcast so for all the lgbt listeners email me dm me how was your gay sex experience in home depot and that's just home depot by the way you can't that shit doesn't fly in lowe's Actually, it would be the other way around. Yeah, Lowe's is definitely gayer than Home Depot. Home Depot is pretty straight. Lowe's is like a fruity-ass store. I mean, they're both kind of fruity because they got a whole fucking section dedicated to, like, flowers and shit. That's pretty fucking gay if you ask me. 
flowers. That's something else I can't do. I can't keep a fucking plant alive. I can't keep a flower alive. I'm surprised I've kept, kept this fucking cat alive for as long as he's been alive, which is about a year and a half. Right, buddy? Yeah, no, like, don't get me a flower or plant. Even the succulents where I went, I was like, when I moved into this house, I was like, I want to like decorate. I want to have plants and shit. And Elise is like, oh, get a succulent because they're super easy to maintain. Like it can't die. You just need to water it like once a month. Somehow it died within like three weeks. Like I fucked it. I wanted to get an aloe plant because I was like, when I get sun, I'm never gonna have to buy sunscreen. I can just take natural aloe and rub it all over my skinny little tight body. And that died. I left that out in the sun. I heard it needs sunlight, but apparently plants get too much sunlight. They can essentially get sunburnt and die, but it's like, you're an aloe plant. You're supposed to help sunburns and you're out here sunburning yourself and fucking dying. That's not very fucking useful. And I just left that shit out there. Man, my neighbors must hate me. I just leave shit out there. When I first moved in, I tried to bring this. My friend's mom gave me like a really nice couch and it wouldn't fit through the door. So I just left it out on the sidewalk. <laughs> And at one point, like, my neighbor, well, I left it, if you leave it on the curb, the trash men will come take it, they'll take anything in Philly, they'll take a fucking body, but if you, I was leaving it, like, right up against the house with a sign on it that said, like, free, as if someone's gonna come take the couch, and it's not just gonna be filled with, like, a different homeless person sleeping on every night, and eventually, after, like, two or three weeks, one of my first interactions with my neighbor is, she's like, hey, I think it's time that you get rid of that couch, and my fucking backyard's overgrown. I try to weed as much as I can, but it's like fucking... Uh, it's fucking impossible to keep that shit maintained. I, I weed, and then the next week, it's like overgrown, and it's like, oh my god. And that also, my neighbor walked up to me and when I was outside and was like, hey, I know a really good like solution, natural... Because she's like, why don't you use like anti-weed spray or whatever? And I was like, because I let my cat in the backyard, and I don't want him like licking that shit and getting sick. And so she's like, I have a good natural solution. Write this down. And I, and I literally wrote down, was like, I'm going to do this. But it requires like a certain type of salt that I don't already have in the house. The only salt I have in the house is the one that comes in a fucking like shaker that you grind. It's like sea salt. I put it on my eggs and whatnot. Um, it, it, it required like Epsom salt. And I was like, well, I can never do this then. I, my backyard has to be disgustingly overgrown all the time. That's the only reasonable outcome. All right, so that's my thing on power tools, I guess. In theory, I really wish I fucked with power. I wish instead of like guitar pedals and microphones and different types of cables and guitar amps, I was just into power tools. Like that's what I spend my paycheck money on, like sick fucking power tools. Because they do look fucking cool and they make sick noises. Like, and it's fucking badass. Like if I meet like a high T man and he's like, what do you collect? Because this is the these are the discussions that us high team men have. Um, I'm like, oh, I collect like guitar pedals, like guitar effect pedals. I wish I could say I collect drills and what other power tools are there? Chainsaws and um, backwards drills, drills that take shit out of the wall, which I'm pretty sure a normal drill could do. I wish I could say that. At that point, it's just like, if you ever see me collecting power tools, just know that I'm, like, torturing people in my basement. That's the only reasonable use I could think of having power tools for. Anyone who, like, has a shit ton of power tools, unless you're a contractor, like, do that shit for a living, like, you're torturing people. All right. 
I have some Reddit posts. Actually, no. There's something else I wanted to talk about. When's the last time you ate peas? Anyone eat peas? Those are a fucking pain in the ass to eat, dude. Alright, let's get to the Reddit posts. This is the biggest podcast cop-out ever. I can't come up with creative shit to talk about on my own, so I just go on Reddit and look at other people's like misfortunes and joke about it. It's such a fucking cop. Well, I eh, who cares? I'm not claiming to be a good podcaster. If I if I were a good podcaster, more than eight people would listen to me talk every week. Okay, relationship advice, because I'm the perfect one for that with all my successful, meaningful, sustainable relationships I've had. I, 43 female, just had sex for the first time. What? How do I tell my husband, 44 male, that I want to end our marriage? You're married and you haven't fucked? What? Okay, let's read. I've suffered from what my church terms same-sex attraction my whole life. My husband's been my best friend for 30 years, married for 25. What's going on on those five? Were you friends or dating? He's felt asexual as long as he can remember. Gay. He's gay. Ugh. Sorry. Our relationship has been one of absolute loving, cuddly, but celibate best friends. Yeah, sounds like you're just best friends. And while unusual, has been satisfying and worked for us. I can't be- believe you're both in your 40s and have never had sex. I would blow my brains out. I'm going to blow my brains out after like six months of not having sex. I don't even want to have sex that bad. I don't crave sex. I feel like there's some societal pressure to like, oh man, it's been a few months since I've had sex. I need to find someone to have sex with. But I was like, fuck that. Because I don't like the dating apps. I don't like going on dates. I always inevitably either get dumped or recently I've been the dumper, which has felt nice for a change. Um, So I fucking deleted the apps because I was like, you know what? I'm not like, I don't have testosterone flowing out of my body. I'm not like so fucking horny that I need to find someone to match with. It's so stressful. I had like 80 matches piled up. I was like, you know what? Fuck all this. I'm not going to message any of you. I'm just, who gives a shit? There's no rule saying, I know people that are 24 years old and still haven't had sex and they're doing fine. So I can go six months without it. And it's not like a challenge, you know? It's I I've not since college, even in college, he was like, man, I should, I should go out of my way and find someone to have sex with. It wasn't like, oh man, I need to have sex. Let me find someone to fuck, which a lot of guys have and girls have, and there's no problem with that. But I've just never had that drive. All of my quote unquote, like need for sex has been out of a more of a fake cultural standard that I made up in my head. Um, oh, like, oh, all right. It's been a few months. I should probably go have sex with someone. So I say nay to that. I'm like, uh, I used to say like, oh my God, I'm in college or I'm in my early 20s. I live in the city. I'm, I'm a decent looking guy. I should be out there, you know, piping left and right, like Peter Piper. And um, I, you know, I, I'm no Peter Piper. I don't need to be piping left and right. I'm satisfied not piping left and right. I discovered this neat thing called masturbation the other week, and that's going to keep me pretty occupied. Reading on. Okay, you've been married to your husband for 30 years, he's asexual, you've kind of let girls, never had sex. This weekend, I attended my 25th high school reunion about four hours from where we live. I stayed with my best female friend, whose name is, let's say, Eve, from back then. I'm not going to go into details here, frankly, I haven't processed it all yet, but we made love several times. It's good to not process things yet, but go to Reddit. 
It's like, hmm, let me process these emotions. But before I do that, let's ask a million strangers their thoughts. Anyways, she fucks Eve. She had her first ever orgasm. Parentheses S. Oh, she bustin' bustin'. Hey, yo, she bustin' bustin'. I felt desired. I felt authentic, real, alive. Neither Eve nor I planned or expected this. I'm shedding a lot of self-deception to determine I actually live my life now. I'm ready to lose friends and family and be unwelcome at church. This sucks. Uh, okay, um, that sucks. You know, you're, you always kind of, you like girls. Your husband's asexual. You never had sex. So you go and you have sex with this woman while you're still married. Um, yeah, no, I can totally sympathize with that situation. Having said that, you are going to probably the deepest fiery depths of hell. I'm sorry to say it, sister. A, you're gay. B, you cheated. You're going straight to hell. You know, you might just enjoy your time on earth while you can. Tell your husband, fess up, go be with this Eve girl, have many an orgasm because you're not having anywhere you're going after this. You're going straight to hell, bitch. Next post. My 29 female husband, 37 male, said he's disappointed because I can't give him a daughter. <laughs> Let's read. We always talked about children, and we both always said that we want to have all girls. That's, you gotta know, that's not, that's just chance, right? There's nothing you can do to, well, let's read. But we ended up having six boys. Hey, yo. <laughs> oh, karma, that's what you get for trying to fucking fuck, uh, fuck with fate, you know? You don't get to control this shit. This is all on God. On God, Holmes. And I don't care because the only thing that matters to me is they're all healthy. But apparently my husband doesn't think that way because exactly a month ago we had another boy. Oh my God, dude. Imagine being like, maybe like the two boys. It's like, all right, like two kids is fine. Then after that's like, please, please, girl, please, please. Ah, damn it. All right, let's try again. Girl, please, please. Come on, come on, come on. Oh, fuck another boy. All right. This one's got to do it. Girl, 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 girl. Ah, fuck another boy. All right. One more time. Let's try one more time. Fuck. It's a fucking boy. Fuck this one. You know, just throw this one away. <laughs> but apparently my husband doesn't think that way exactly a month ago we had another boy and he felt disappointed um we decided to wait until he was born to find out his gender and when he was born my husband just laughed and said that's it <laughs> oh my god it took you till number six to say that's it i give up it's like every gambler quits before their here, here's a perspective. Every gambler quits one bet before their big win. That's what you're doing. Your husband's a pussy. The next one's going to be a girl. I feel it in my bones. This next one's going to be a girl. Just keep fucking trying. Um, regardless... Um, he's happy with the boys, an amazing dad, but he still feels disappointed. Two weeks ago, I was using his computer where he has his WhatsApp connected. What are you, fucking Nigerian? Um... Yeah, who uses WhatsApp unless you're in, like, a country? Uh, that wasn't, like, a Nigerian joke. No offense to Nigerians. Just, like, who uses WhatsApp? I assume it was, like, for foreigners. Um, and I accidentally read a chat where he was having with his brother. That's suspicious. Just text him, you freak. Unless one of you's in Nigeria. He said he's disappointed that I couldn't give him a daughter. He said he loves our children who doesn't regard ha regret having them, but he still dreams of having a daughter, and it saddens him to know that he'll never have one. Yeah, that is sad. The same day I talked to him about it, he apologized, said he shouldn't have said um, what he said, and he loves our children, blah, blah, blah. Okay. I don't, what's the, what's the issue with this? 
Oh, oh, I skimmed past the issue. Okay. I'm sorry. Re- I'm sorry, listeners. I-, I totally missed the issue here. He's talking to his brother on WhatsApp saying like, damn, it's, it's a bummer. Like my wife hasn't given me a girl. I mean, it's not your wife's fault. Eh, it probably is. I'm sure there's a way to like maybe do something with like your left leg while you're having sex. I don't know. There's got to be a fucking sheet. Just look it up on ChatGPT or something. But he's saying he thinks about what would have happened if he stayed with his ex-girlfriend who's produced three girls since then. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, brother. You fucked up. You listen. You took a gamble and you lost and you got to deal with the consequences. That's very fucking funny. <laughs> Oh my god, he's like, oh, I should have stayed with my ex. She only produces girls. Is there any way of knowing? There, there should be a way of knowing. I'm sure there's some scientific advancement coming in the next few decades that'll give you a way of knowing. Well, no, they're making like lab babies, right? Dr. Fauci's making lab vax babies. And he's producing, like, he's, like, typing in a, on a computer, like, make this one a boy and super fucking woke. And then pressing a button and it pops up. So there should be a way to just kind of produce a girl. I'm sure the CDC has something. Oh, man. Yeah, that's a bummer. I'd be a little upset if I saw that. Um, the first comment says, he's either a dingus or just being a jerk. The sex is 100% determined by the sperm. Literally completely on him has nothing to do with you. Hey! 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 Don't you go blaming this on him. What did his sperm ever do? He can't control his sperm. These are on the eggs. These are on the eggs. Okay? When you're, you know, um... Uh, there's definitely an apt metaphor for this but let's not go sperm shaming okay you know you stupid bitch you're lucky that even has sperm you know how many men don't have sperm nowadays on account of the mountain dew crisis and phones our phones are next to our pocket all day you think we have sperm left be grateful you stupid bitch just kidding let's go to the next reddit post Honestly, I hope I'm going to start chugging a bunch of Mountain Dew because I don't want kids, but I want to fuck raw. So I was thinking like, all right, I'll get a vasectomy, but that seems painful. And um, so I was like, I'll just start chugging Mountain Dew until all my sperm are gone. I'll, I'll microwave my balls like once a day. I'll always keep my phone. I already do keep my phone next to my balls. I'll, I'll put it even closer. I'll keep my phone instead of in my pocket in my boxers, like in my underwear. And I will, um, yeah, I'll microwave my balls, drink a bunch of Mountain Dew, maybe just bash them with a hammer a few times. Can you come all your sperm out? Do we like produce sperm or do we have a set amount? Like if I jack off like a lot, can I just get rid of my sperm? Send us an email. Let us know. If I jack off, off enough, will I become sterile? I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. A hundred percent. I can become sterile. That can be a cool thing that we can all track together as a podcast community. I'll make an Excel sheet and I'll share it with all of you. And it'll be how many times I jack off a day. And then I'll get my sperm count checked. And I'll see if there's any correlation. Where's he, where are all these other fucking posts? Oh, there they are. Um, all right. I got a few. I got a few from the confession subreddit. Used to steal money from my parents' wallets after every two weeks. 
okay, it's like a page. I haven't fully read into this yet, but it seems like the government steals money from my wallet every two weeks. Am I right? I don't know how to say this, but I used to steal $100 after every two weeks from my parents' wallet for buying drugs. That's quite a sentence. I feel guilty, but due to less money and more addiction to drugs, I have to steal from my parents' wallet. Oh, this doesn't seem like a used to. This seems like a thing. Current. I have to. I know it's a thing that no one does, but our parents also earn for us, so I think it's ethical to steal from my parents. Is anybody out there who feels the same way I did? Do. Or just can make me understand that I am wrong in this? I love this logic. Our parents earn for us, so I think it's ethical to steal from them. That's very capitalist of you. That's based. The worker works for me, I steal for the, from the worker. Yeah, this guy, what kind of drugs is this guy on? I'm, I'm into this. I stole from my parents' wallet once. I, um, I was addicted to not packing lunch in middle school and just buying things out of the vending machine. So I stole like a 20 from my mom's wallet in like sixth or seventh grade to use on the vending machine. So I didn't go hungry instead of just packing a lunch. Um, and I'd lie to my parents about packing. They'd be like, you pack your lunch? I'd be like, yes. And I stole the 20 and then my mom, we were like at some point like in a hotel together, like all sharing a room and I was sort of asleep, like faking asleep or something. And I hear my mom like loudly talk to my dad, like, hey, a $20 bill went missing from my wallet. Do you think Eric would have stolen it? And my dad went, what would Eric steal a $20 bill for? He has no use for that. What could he be buying? And back then I was like, oh shit, they're on to me. I'm going to continue to fake sleeping and never do it again. In hindsight, it's like, oh, they 100% knew that I stole that money from my mom's wallet. I'm sorry. I still feel bad about that. I feel horrible about things I did to my parents when I was younger. Nothing bad, just normal kid stuff. But it's like, damn, I could have just packed a fucking lunch. Confession. I have been vaping since... Okay. I have been vaping since third grade and I am no broke. K-N-O-W. Oh, you're... Yeah, you're broke in the head, you stupid fucking... I'm in seventh. I do regret starting. It's very hard to stop. Okay, so you started vaping in third grade. How does a third grade... Dude, I I can't even fathom this. Oh my god, imagine it's like weed. It's not even um, <laughs> nicotine. Like, imagine a third grader ripping a vape. Like, I feel like their head would explode. Oh my god. Dude, that's gotta fuck with your brain so much, developing an addiction at that. It's like a crack baby. It's the same principle as a crack baby. Like, you get addicted to crap... Crap. You get addicted to crapping. You get addicted to cracking your mom's stomach when you're a baby. And then you're all fucked up. This person got addicted to nicotine when they were like eight. And now they're all fucked up in the head and literally can't type. They're fucking um, silly. All right. Yeah. That, man, I, I'm always like astounded by kids that and it's not even their fault. Like if you start doing drugs in like middle school or elementary school, like not drugs, but, like smoking weed. Like, it's usually you have some bad influences around you, like parents, siblings. But I'm so fascinated by how that alters a kid's brain chemistry. I mean, I started smoking weed when I was 14 and have smoked almost every day since then with a few, like, six-month breaks in between for rehab. Um, and it has for sure altered my brain chemistry. I'm, I'm really fucked up in the head. 
And I wonder what I would be like if I didn't start smoking that early. And p- for people starting even earlier than me, that's just, let me, hey, if you're in third grade and addicted to weed or nicotine, DM me. Let me follow you around and study you. I'm not a neuroscientist, neurologist, psychiatrist, anything. I have no scientific background, but I just want to follow you around and see how fucking stupid you are. (laughs) Stupid little baby. Last one. Confession. I flipped off one of my choir teachers when she wasn't looking. Okay, I'm not even going to go into this. That's just despicable. That's absolutely fucking despicable. You ever do that? I think I did that to my sister once when I was a kid. Like, she really pissed me off. She turned around. And I went, yeah, and I stuck my middle finger up, and I was like, rrr, rrr. like, just had a, like, rage coursing through my body. I was like, and I'm sticking my finger so violently. What's up with the middle finger? Why is that offensive? I remember, like, once I started, like, sticking it up, because I thought it was, like, a funny finger to stick up. I was like, oh, look how tall my finger is. I was, like, six or something, and I started walking around, like, look at, because it's your tallest finger. So I was like, oh, I have a tall finger, and I started, like, pointing it up, and my parents were like, oh, you can't do that. I was like, <laughs> what do you mean I can't do that? They're like, yeah, that's like a curse word. I was like, what the fuck? I'm just putting, I'm sticking a finger up. They're like, yeah, nah, you, like you can't do that. That's like the equivalent of a court curse word. And I was just like, what the fuck does that mean? How the, they're, they're like, that's offensive. Like you'll get in trouble for that. Like people will think you're like insulting them. Like you can't do that. And I was like, how the fuck does that work? And why is it this finger? Is it? And I was like, is it both hands? Is, can I do it with my left hand? They're like, nah, nah, neither, neither hand. I was like, what if I stick it downwards? They're like, uh, no, no, just don't do anything with that finger. Just leave that finger alone. That's fucking astounding. Blew my mind then, blows my mind now. Let's free Palestine, free the middle finger. Let's get back to sticking middle finger. It should be a greeting like, oh, what's up? You ever flick off some old... I, I, and to this day, I don't even use my middle... I feel like it's weird if you use your fucking middle finger. Just use your words. Like a grown adult being like, hey, and sticking your middle finger up at you. Like, it's like, all right, go back to middle school. Go back to smoking weed and nicotine in middle school, you little baby. That's like, it's like a driving thing. You can do that because you can't really use your words when you're in a car and someone else is in a car. But if you're just like getting in a fight with another adult and they're like, hey, and they stick their middle finger up, it's like, what the fuck are you doing? You want me to suck on that bad boy? Don't tempt me with a good time, mister. Stick it up me, please. Let's let's go to the Lowe's break room and you can stick your middle finger inside any number of my orifices and I will surely come. All right, folks, that's all I really had to discuss. Um, stay cool, stay wet, stay damp, stay thirsty, my friends. And we are on good terms. Bye-bye now.